0: Transcribed.
1: Captain Midnight! Yes, Captain Midnight brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, with the makers of Oval the world-famous food drink. I know all you young aviation fans and followers of Captain Midnight know a lot about flying and about flying terms... You know what it means, for instance, when an aviator says he's flying right on the beam, you know he means he's flying straight for his goal, exactly on his course. But let me ask you this. Are you right on the beam yourself? Are you getting where you want to go as fast as you can? Now, I'm talking about your health, your weight, your height. Are you getting stronger and huskier every day with more pep and ginger? Are you becoming more popular with your friends? Well... Here's what thousands of smart young fellows and girls are doing to keep themselves headed in the right direction. They're drinking Ovaltine regularly, every day. You see, Ovaltine brings you vitamins and minerals and other things you need to keep yourself right on the beam. Food substances you often don't get enough of in ordinary meals. So if you want to keep racing along on your course, right on the beam like a high-speed plane, you just start drinking sweet chocolate-flavored Ovaltine two or three times a day. You'll like it You really go for its taste. You'll say it's the most delicious way in the world to get the things you need to make yourself bigger and stronger and huskier. But now, don't put it off. Get a jar of sweet chocolate-flavored Ovaltine and start drinking it right away. And say, fellas and girls, be sure to have pencil and paper ready right after tonight's adventure when we'll have another big secret squadron signal session. And now, on with the action-packed adventure... The Jewels of the Queen of Sheba! The captain had died in the secret spot. Yesterday, Captain Midnight by means of the pocket locator ordered Icky, Joyce, and Andy Maxson to continue toward Lake Tohiba in spite of the mysterious plane that was following them. But he asked them to keep him posted every few minutes. Now they're nearing Lake Tohiba, and Andy Maxson of the controls is trying evasive tactics again. Listen. I'll give that boy credit. He sure knows uh, how to fly. Yeah, and I give my left arm to know who's at the controls. Wait, maybe it's chance to see, Andy. No, 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 that's why Opho couldn't fly a kite. But it could be the other one, the face in the window, the one who poses the chauffeur. Yeah. But Whoever it is, Andy, I'll bet one thing. It has some connection with these ardubasters. If I ever find out that that's the guy who shot up my nice little at Cairo, I'll fix his clock good. Now with this plane, you won't, Andy. Well, more or less, his mercy. The only armor we got is our pistols. Now, I know it. He's got more speed than we got, too, and there's nothing I can do about it. We had some clouds. In this country, there just ain't such a thing as clouds. Well, it won't be long now. According to my calculations, we should be seeing Lake Toheba any time now. Precious minutes pass, and as the plane nears Lake Toheba, Captain Midnight and Chuck wait anxiously along the shore. It ought to be due any time, Captain. Well,
0: uh, might have struck a slight headwind. No need to worry yet, Chuck. We heard from them just a few minutes ago in the pocket locator.
1: Gosh, it sure will be good to see Icky and Joyce again. Yeah. This is the longest we've been separated in quite a while.
0: Yes, it is It that.
1: Oh. Uh, Captain. Yes, Chuck? That ring, do you mind if if I look at it?
0: Why, no, of course not.
1: I got a glimpse of it before, but not a good one. I, well, it has such a fabulous history that I've almost been afraid to ask.
0: Yes, I know what you mean. It is a fabulous ring. You feel that the instant you look at
1: it. Are you going to turn it over to the Emperor of Abyssinia eventually, after you capture Bubastes and find the jewels of the Queen of Sheba? Yes, I
0: believe the Emperor is its rightful owner. Here, I'll take it out of its case. Okay, here is the original ring that King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba. A ring that's caused bloodshed and suffering, triumph and disaster. A ring that's as fabulous as the Queen of Sheba herself was.
1: Gosh, what a beauty! Oh, what's that cut in the top, Captain?
0: Oh, that's the Hebrew letter S, Chuck, and I suppose stands for Shiva because this is her signet ring.
1: Boy, I'd like to have a ring like that. (laughs) Captain, do you believe the story about the hidden plateau, snow-capped once a year, crowned with a black crown?
0: Strangely enough, Chuck, I do. I was, of course, very skeptical when I first overheard Bubastis talking that night in his camp, but later when we got tangled up with Mark and those Hudaweegis and he told me almost the very same story, well, then I began to take this legend seriously. I'm quite convinced now that Asar Bubastes is crazy like a fox. Those jewels must exist, Chuck. And that plateau must also be an important key to the location of the Queen of Sheba's tomb. Now, see, here's another clue.
1: Oh, what's that, sir?
0: The surface of this top stone. Notice anything peculiar about it?
1: Uh, nothing except that it's, it's got uh, triangular carving on it.
0: Yeah, so is the hidden plateau supposed to be triangular,
1: remember? By gosh, you're right, sir. Gee, that's a beautiful ring. Oh, oh, that sounds familiar. And wonderful. It's them. They're coming. There they are, coming in from the southwest. Yes, you can just barely see a speck against the blue sky. Boy, oh, boy, I'd be glad to see them. And there's that other plane. Hey, look, the second plane has made a dive on them. They're going to it. Yes, in less time than it takes to tell, a furious battle takes shape high in the skies over Lake Tahiba. Andy Max is bewildered at first, but he rapidly recovers Well, what do you wait all this time for? I don't get it. I don't either. But this is no time to worry about that. you yeah, will burn the feathers off of his tail. Adam, yeah. boy, Andy almost tripped him that time. I will the next time. out! Well, here he comes at us again from above. Come in. been hit. Grab the controls, Joyce. Take her down. Take her down quick. Land it on the water. I can see the captain and Chuck. Take it easy, Andy. We'll be down in just a second. Oh, I'm all right. Easy, boy. My leg. Easy, boy. Go back and get that rat. Don't let him get away. And I don't worry. We've got no intention to let them get away. Swiftly, expertly, Joyce brings the CB into a perfect glide along the water. She pulls up to the shore, and Icky calls out, Captain, Captain, Andy's been hit in the leg. All right, hand him out. Easy there. Grab
0: him, Chuck.
1: Okay. Uh, Cappy, it's good to see you again.
0: Never mind the talk, you crazy idiot. Close your eyes and relax.
1: Here go. Get him, Cappy. Don't let that buzzard get away.
0: I don't intend to. Now the two of you get out. You need a rest. Chuck, you stay here with the others. I'm going up and bring that
1: butcher down if I can. He's got a machine gun. A portable machine gun, Captain. You won't stand a chance. We'll stand
0: less of a chance if we stay down here and make a perfect target. Come on, I'll make it snappy. Hey! Hey,
1: he's making a run on us. shock, everybody! Oh,
0: Everybody all right? Nobody else hit? Good. Joyce, do what you can for Andy's leg. Here I go. Good luck, sir. Good
1: luck, Captain. Give him the work, Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight climbs straight up and the ex-Nazi fighter pilots there waiting for him. There ensues the most vicious dogfight of the secret in the seen since the war. A grinding, grueling dogfight. And with Wolfgang, the ex-Nazi, fits his evil skill against the matchless skill of Captain Midnight. But it's an uneven Captain Midnight's able to get in only a few random shots from his pistol at close range against the machine gun of Wolfgang. But then Wolfgang runs out of ammunition. Captain Midnight the night realizes that instantly it instantly and becomes more daring. He can afford to take chances now, and he does. Closer, closer! The planes come together. Both men firing, two pistol fire into the glass of their cockpit. And then, chortch, Chuck! The captain got him. He got him! I can see smoke streaking from the other plane. Hey, Chris is going into a dive, and the captain's right on top of him. Wow! What a beautiful He's putting up, even though he is here. Well, how's it going, kid? Who's winning? Uh, you just want to ask Andy. Everything will be all right, yes? Uh, everything's going to be all right. right. Where is it over? Who won? Tell me. Don't keep me as a stamp. Who won? Why, Captain Midnight won a course. You bet he won, Andy. That other plane is walking at the distance, smoking to beat the band. Yes, yeah, but check what's the skipper coming back for. Why don't he follow up the advantage? Well, uh, we'll know in a minute because he's coming in fast. Sir? Engine been acting
0: up. i How are you feeling now, Andy?
1: Cappy, you old codger. If this ain't one on me coming in a cripple when I had it in mind to be of assistance to
0: you. Ha <laughs> ha You'll be plenty of assistance, Andy. It's doggone good to lay eyes on your ugly frame again after all these years.
1: Too many years, hey, Cappy? By golly, you ain't changed a bit.
0: Thanks, Andy, and the same goes for you. But come on now, lie back and let me look at that leg of yours. That's the first order of business.
1: Captain Midnight examines the wound, finds that the bullet has gone completely through the fleshy part of Andy Maxon's calf. While painful, the wound is not serious. And later that evening, after both groups have caught up on all the news, Captain Midnight gets to another order of business, that of the precious ring of the Queen of
0: Sheba. That's the story of this ring that I'm about to show you.
1: I want you to see
0: it, because after seeing it, you'll be as impressed as Chuck and I, who are just as skeptical as you probably are now.
1: on, Captain, that's the craziest story I ever heard. I ain't skeptical, Captain, but... I'm dying to see the ring.
0: Well, here it is. There. Feast your eyes on that.
1: Wow. Hey. One look at that ring and you can understand why the Queen of Sheba treasured it so much. Captain, do you know what? I think that ring, I mean a reasonable copy of it, would make a wonderful souvenir for all the members of the secret squadron.
0: Hmm, say, that's not a bad suggestion, Chuck. In fact, it's a mighty good one.
1: Do you really think so? Mm-hmm. Boy, I can just see now how thousands of faces would light up if they could have a ring something like this.
0: As a matter of fact, Chuck, the more I think of it, the more I like the idea. Not merely for its sentimental value, but for other reasons. Well, what do you mean, sir? Well, I can't explain now, but I'll keep that suggestion in mind, Chuck. In fact, I promise to give it lots of thought. Now, look, it's getting dark. I want you all to notice something. Remember my telling you that the hidden plateau would turn white one week out of the year. Yes. And that week would come in the springtime. The moon would be in its fourth phase, and according to the legend, the ring would, at that one week of the year, emit a greenish glow. Yeah. Well, are my eyes deceiving me, or is that ring sparkling green right now?
1: Wow! Leaping, leaping A big dog. It does have a green sparkle to it.
0: I didn't notice until this afternoon. A couple of days ago, its sparkle was of another color entirely. Fellas, so does this mean that the time has come that the hidden plateau can be plainly seen from the air? It will be entirely white for one short week.
1: And that's why Aesar Bubastes needed the ring so much. So he could tell just when the hidden plateau would be easily visible from the air.
0: Yes, but we haven't any time to lose. If that plane got back to Addis Ababa or any place from where the pilot could contact Aesar Bubastes, we'll have that gang of cutthroats on our trail in no time. Even if he doesn't make it, we haven't much time. We've got to get our plane repaired so we can get up in the air and find that plateau before that week is up. And there we'll find the tomb of the Queen of Sheba. Success at hand. The
1: time one element, Ace Arbubasti's another. Will the legend of the ring prove to be true? Will the secret squadron actually find the hidden white cap plateau? So of this Monday's thrill-packed adventure, the Double Cross. Now tonight, we have a thrilling secret code message from Captain Midnight in the new 1948 secret code. And every Secret Squadron member who has that swell new 1948 Mirror Magic codegraph can work it out in a hurry. Now, here's tonight's message an exciting clue about Monday's adventure in Master Code 19. First word Five, 19, 26, 21. 15, 11, 3, 12, 20, 26. Second word, 26, 21, 11, 16, 1, 6, 15, 11. That's all. Now set the hidden master code setting in your new Miral Magic Codograph for Master Code 19 and figure out the secret clues to tomorrow's adventure. And listen regularly for more of these exciting Secret Squadron signal sessions with your new 1948 Miral Codograph and say, remember those swell contests in your Secret Squadron handbook with lots of cash prizes you can win? They're fun to do, so better get busy. Enter those contests right away. Look on page 12 in your Secret Squadron handbook for the contest rules. Send an Ovaltine label with your entry. Don't forget that Ovaltine label as it says in the rules, because without the Ovaltine label, you can't win one of those swell cash prizes. Get out your secret squadron handbook, get your entries in right away. Now, if you send in for a codograph and it hasn't come, you don't worry. Your codograph should be on its way in a few more days. <laughs> Monday, same time, same station to Captain Midnight. Until then, this is your opening announcer, Tom Moore, saying goodbye and happy landing. This program came to you from Chicago. Stay tuned now for Tom Mix, with follows in just a moment.
0: Our program was transcribed. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System.